إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار عباد الله إن أعظم أركان الإسلام التي تعد بوابة الدخول في دين الله عز وجل هي الشهادة الشهادة لله جل وعلا بالتوحيد والربوبية والشهادة لرسوله بالنبوة والرسالة فهي الركن الأعظم الذي يقام عليه الدين ولا دين بدونها ولا دين بدونها وهذه الشهادة تتكون من ركنين أساسيين متلازمين لا ينفكان عن بعضهما البعض ركنها الأول هو لا إله إلا الله وركنها الثاني هو محمد رسول الله هذه الشهادة لا تنفع قائلها إلا إذا علم مقتضاها وعمل بلازمها وموجبها وانقسم الناس في الشهادة إلى أقسام فمنهم مخلص متبع أخلص النية لله واتبع ما أمر الله وما أمر به رسوله ومنهم مخلص بلا اتباع أحب الدين وأحب الله وأحب رسول الله ولكنه لا يتبع ومنهم من اتبع بلا إخلاص زعم أنه يحب الله ورسوله ولكن انحرف وأبدع في وانحرف عن المسار ومنهم من لا يتبع لا متابعة ولا إخلاص نسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى لنا ولكم السلامة والعافية The respected brothers and sisters in Islam all of us know, without exception, all of us know that to enter into the fold of Islam, we must bear witness that there is la ilaha illallah, 
Muhammedur Rasulullah. This is the testimony of faith and this is the most important testimony in our lives. The declaration of faith. And we all know that, that to enter into the fold of Islam, we must bear witness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one worthy of worship and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the prophet of Allah. And when we talk about the shahada, we're talking about two parts of the shahada. The first part of the shahada is la ilaha illallah and the second part of the shahada is Muhammadur Rasulullah. These two things or these two parts go hand in hand. They complete one another. The first part of the shahada is meaningless without the second part and the second part has no value without the first part. La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah. And when we recite the shahada, when we make the testimony of faith, we must make sure that we are fulfilling what it requires of us and we are understanding completely its implications. In order for the shahada, the first part of the shahada, and the second part of the shahada to be valid, to be complete, there are certain requirements, certain conditions that need to be met. And if those conditions are not there, then the first part or the second part of the shahada will be invalid or incomplete. And if you recall from the previous khutbas, about three or four khutbas in a row, we talked about the most fundamental relationships that we have in our lives. Our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I talked two weeks ago about the meaning of la ilaha illallah and shirk, and the types, the three different types of shirk, the unforgivable sin by Allah azza wa jal. And we can talk about this khutbas upon khutbas, but just briefly to discuss it. And then a khutbas before we talk about another important right, the rights of parents upon us. And then our guest speaker two weeks ago talked about our relationship with the Quran. So he talked about our relationship with the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. And a month, the first khutbah I think of the year, I talked about your role in the community your role in the community, in the Muslim community, but in the community at large. So these are the most important types of relationship that we have. A relationship with Allah, relationship with the book of Allah, with the people, and then what is left is our relationship with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our relationship with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad. And most of the time, subhanAllah, we discuss the first part of the shahada in details, but we forget about the second part. And when I gave the khutbah about the shirk, a brother asked a very deep question and he says, we know that with respect to, Al to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shirk is the worst possible sin that a human being can commit. It is the unforgivable sin, and we talked about the different types of shirk, especially the major one. 
And he says this with respect to Allah Azza wa Jal. But is there anything that with respect to the Prophet Sallam, if we do it, that that act also can take the person completely out of the fold of Islam, nullify 100% his belief in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? And then SubhanAllah, my intention is actually to talk about this. So today I'm not talking about, for example, following the sunnah or defending the sunnah or loving the Prophet or honoring him or obeying him. I will talk just simply and briefly about the requirements and the conditions of Muhammad Rasulullah. Once you say Muhammad Rasulullah, what are the requirements for this part of the shahada to be valid? Just like the first part of the shahada, there are, it has certain conditions, like for example, knowledge of Allah, and then certainty, acceptance, submission, truthfulness, love, the denial of every other object that is worshipped with Allah Azza wa Jal. The same thing with the second part of the shahada, there are certain requirements, and they are so important, very important. When you say Muhammadur Rasulullah, so the declaration that Muhammad is Rasulullah confirms the belief, number one, confirms the belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed his will to humankind through messengers, it chosen from among people. And it also confirms that Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, the son of Abdul Muttalib, born in Mecca, in the seventh century CE was one of the chosen messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a condition that says, Allahu a'lamu haythu yaj'alu risalata. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best with whom to place his message. This is number one. Allah knows best with whom to place his message. Why this condition is so important? Because if you study the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you study the Quran and you reflect upon the stories of the prophets, you will find that many of them, many of the people in the past questioned Allah's choice and rejected prophets sent to them because they did not think them deserving of revelation. Like the people of Nuh, for example, alayhi salam, they says, قَالُوا مَا هَذَا إِلَّا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ يُرِيدُ أَنْ يَتَفَضَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَأَنْزَلَ مَلَائِكَةً Those who disbelieved from the people of Nuh alayhi salam, they said, this is just like a man just like you, who wishes to be more noble than you. If Allah had willed, he would have sent angels. And they rejected Nuh alayhi salam simply because he was a human being. And then the people of Musa alayhi salam did the same thing with respect to Musa alayhi salam. Should we believe in two humans just like us, where their people are our slaves? People rejected Prophet Muhammad simply because he was not from them. Why? This Quran is not sent down to some of the great people or the great man. And they question the choice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why Muhammad? 
There are people, for example, they thought that there are people more noble than him, richer than him, and then Allah did not choose them. And this is one of their reasons to reject the message of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So when you see Muhammad Rasulullah, you know that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was chosen by Allah, and Allah knows best with whom to place his message, and no one was better than the Prophet Sallallahu to convey the divine will of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah would not choose somebody who is treacherous, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not choose a liar to convey his message. So Muhammad as Ibrahim and Adam and Jesus and Moses, all of them were chosen by Allah to convey the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, the isma of the Prophet. The isma is the infallibility of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is something very important. The isma of the Prophet means that the, the belief that the Prophet ﷺ did not make any mistake, not a single mistake, in conveying the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is essential to belief in his prophethood. Not a single mistake. The isma of the Prophet ma'asum, meaning the message of Islam was conveyed in its entirety and nothing was left out. And Allah says, We'll make you recite, O Muhammad, without forgetting anything. However, as a human being, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made mistakes, but those mistakes were not, for example, choosing haram over halal. Be very careful. Mistakes, Allah used them as a means of educating his followers. He chose, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what he perceived the good over to what was actually better. For example, the Quran actually quoted some of those mistakes. And one of them, for example, the story of the blind man, Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, who came to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to ask him about Islam or some questions about Islam. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was talking to one of the chieftains of Quraysh, Ubay ibn Khalaf. And the Prophet thought that talking to this man is more important than Abdullah because Abdullah is a Muslim, I can teach him later on. But this man is a leader, he's a community leader, leading the tribe. And if he accepts the religion, the Prophet thought that the entire tribe will follow him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala corrected his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam made some mistakes in the salah. He forgot some time. He prayed the asr to rak'as. He prayed the dhuhr to rak'as. In other incidents, he prays the asr five rak'as. That's why we came to know sujood al-sah, the prostration of forgetfulness. Think about it, if the Prophet did not make a single, single small mistake like this, then, and we make mistakes in the salah, how are we going to fix it? Should we repeat the whole salah? So we learn from those minor mistakes. And, and this one, the quality of, of infallibility was not unique to Prophet Muhammad only, was shared by all the prophets of Allah. For example, Islam rejects completely what is written in the Old Testament of Prophet Dawood there is something that's so major about Prophet Dawood David in the Old Testament and Islam rejects this completely. Islam rejects all the stories of the prophets 
in which they are portrayed as committing major sins. None of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala committed a major sin. None of them. None of them period from Adam to Muhammad sallallahu sallam. The isma of the prophets is in the revelation of Allah and the mistakes, the minor mistakes because they were humans. And the prophet said, إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ أَنْسَى كَمَا تَنْسُونَ I'm a human being just like you. I forget as you forget. So the isma of the prophet sallallahu sallam is one of the requirements of Muhammad Rasulullah. If you think that, for example, there is something missing, this is by itself can take the person completely out of the fold of Islam. Number three is the universality of the message. Universality of the message is umumiyyatul risala. And this is where so many people I have met that not, not they have a problem with this, but they do not really know this. We read the Quran, but sometimes we take one place from the Quran and we ignore the rest. Very important to know that the message of the Prophet is universal. Tell them, O oh people, I am the messenger of Allah to you all. He says, كان النبي يبعث إلى قومه خاصة وبعثت إلى الناس عامة I was given five aspects no prophet was given it before me one of them they used to send to, to their people only particular people for in particular places for a particular period of time but the prophet message is universal to all of mankind the universality of his message is one of the unique aspects of his prophethood sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is, by the way, does not contradict the freedom of religion. A freedom of religion is one thing. Believing in the universality of the message is something completely separate. And both do not contradict each other. Allah gave us the freedom to choose any religion you want, but does not mean that what you chose is approved by Allah azza wa jal. No. No, you gotta pause here. There is a stop sign here. The universality of the message is one of the most important conditions of Muhammad Rasulullah. Of Muhammad Rasulullah. If you think that believing in the Prophet is optional, or is not a condition, or it's not a requirement for you to enter Jannah, then you must check that and fix that based on the Quran, then probably you are throwing a lot of ayat from the book of Allah or turning a blind eye. This is something so powerful and so important, the universality of the message. Number four, the completeness of the message. The universality and the completeness of the message. The message of the Prophet is complete. Complete. 100%. It covers every single aspect of our lives. 100% complete. And there is a common mistake among so many people. Sometimes they read a hadith or the translation of the hadith, and I'm talking about authentic hadith, and then they say, this hadith doesn't make any sense. I hear this a lot. This hadith doesn't make any sense. Why did the Prophet say this? This is not fair. This is not fair. This is, oh, oh. Hold on, man. 
When it comes to the Prophet of Allah, you must humble yourself. You must humble yourself. There is a huge difference between I have a problem with this hadith and I have a problem understanding this hadith. If you want to put it right, Shaykh, I have a problem understanding this ayah. I have a problem understanding this hadith. I know it's, it is the right thing. Can you explain it to me? But you come and say, I have a problem with this verse. Does it make sense to me? Then this is, this is a serious statement. This is a serious statement. Because we live in time that everything can be made fun of. Everything can be made fun of. Comedians these days, they make fun of Allah. They make fun of Isa. They make fun of prophets. We live in tough time. And unfortunately, because we live here in Torah, we thought that I have the right to say anything, I have the right to question anything, and I have the right to object to anything. No, no, be very careful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so sensitive when it comes to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is, we call it the completeness of the message. And then number five, the finality of the message, meaning this is the final message of Allah. No more prophets, no more books, no more scriptures, and the chapter of divine revelation is closed with the death of the Prophet The finality of the message. Once you believe in the finality of the message, then you believe that the message is applicable every time, every place. Regardless the development of civilizations, regardless the technological advancement, none of these things, none of these things, it changed the timeless reality that the teachings of the Quran, the teachings of the authentic ahadith are applicable every time, every place until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inherits this earth and everything on it. The finality of the message. This is the respected brothers and sisters in Islam, very basic knowledge must be taught at a very young age, from the very beginning. And these khutbahs, especially about Allah and the Prophet of Allah, must be shared. Once you go home, your son did not get a chance to attend, your daughter, your wife, let me talk to you about this, my son. The khutbah today, what it means to say Muhammadur Rasulullah. The five conditions are so important, are so important because these days a lot of things is going on. A lot of things going on with the name of the freedom of religion. I want to change this. This doesn't work anymore. Be careful of these evil movements. I call it evil movements. Be very careful. There is a hidden agenda behind that. There is a hidden agenda behind that. And Muslims must be smart enough to not to fall in the trap of those people. So number one, Allah knows best with whom to place his message. Number two, the infallibility and the isma of the Prophet. Number three, the universality of the message. Number four, the completeness of the message. Number five, the finality of the message. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who truly, truly honor the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the way that he should be honored. Allahumma ameen. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim. ونفعني وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول ما تسمعون وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله 
Assalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man ihtada bihudah When you recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you find that Allah swears by many things in the Quran and mostly probably 99% Allah swears by some of his creations Washams by the sun, by the moon, by the stars, by day and night very few places Allah swears by himself in the Quran if I remember two or three and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by himself in the Quran if you see a place where Allah swears by himself regarding something you must check this ayah and study this ayah because this is a serious matter meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this in this particular matter I'm gonna use my name here and one of the few places that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by himself in the Quran is one in Surah Al-Nisa when Allah says فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِيمَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتُ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا he said, Allah, he said, by your master, by your Lord, O Muhammad, they will have no faith, no iman, until they make you judge in all their disputes, and they find in their souls no resistance whatsoever against your decision. Not only that, and they submit to it with complete submission. They submit to it with the fullest conviction. They will have no faith until they are fully and completely satisfied that they use, they use you as a judge in all their disputes and they accept your judgment with the fullest conviction فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِيمَا شَجْرَ بَيْنَهُمْ The second or the first part of the shahada and the second go hand in hand like this you can separate them from each other they are inseparable and this is one of the most important knowledge of the Sharia is the knowledge of Allah and the knowledge of the Prophet of Allah With that being said, this we cover the most important relationships that you have in your life. Your relationship with Allah, with the Prophet of Allah, with the parents, and then with the community and people. And we're covering some of the branches of these relationships. And one of them is, will be this evening, inshaAllah ta'ala, in the evening halaqah. Uh, today we have the, uh, the topic is are you the wife Allah describes or you can say the rights of the husbands over their wives very important and after that the rights of the husbands or the wives over their husband these are very important as an imam and a counselor to be honest with you a lot of family issues going on a lot and just simply because lack of understanding what, my, what are my rights and responsibilities and what are your rights and responsibilities. So inshallah ta'ala we encourage the community to attend and benefit from those inshallah ta'ala. Sometimes all you need, sometimes believe me, all you need is a simple piece of advice, a small reminder, whether from the book of Allah or the practices of the Prophet, it will wake you up. And it will bring you back to your sense. Right? So it's very important, inshallah ta'ala, to support um, uh, these programs, inshallah. And also tomorrow, this will happen this evening after Isha. Living
Islam program for Muslims, new Muslims, non-Muslims from 11 to 12 tomorrow, inshallah. And then after this Jum'ah, we'll have a, a, a closing on one of the properties that ISD bought, inshallah, for our expansion project. We request the community to witness this great event, inshallah ta'ala. Another sister is going through a major surgery this week. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make it easy for her, grant her complete shifa, and make it successful, Allahumma ameen. Barakallahu feekum, wa jazakumullahu khayra, wa aqim as-salah.